Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to our second episode of Back to the Basics. WWF or WWE? Man, that's exactly what we're going to get into yeah. on this episode is what was better, WWE or WWF? We dive deep into that concept on this episode. Yeah, dude. Giant flying beefcakes? Count oh, me dude. Yeah. Rock bottoms everywhere. Everybody's getting a stone cold. All stone. kinds of stuff about personas. Are they still a thing? Old school ones compared to new school ones and all that fun bullshit. Eddie's about to get power bombed. No you know way, I mean? man. I'm going to cut a promo and I'm going to lay the smack down and let you all know <laughs> that we are available on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out. Back to the basics. Yeah. We also do live streams a couple times out of the week over on twitch.tv forward slash Back to the basics. Dude, we got to play some wrestling games over oh, on Twitch. Yeah, dude. I'm going to literally powerbomb you with all yeah. 64 bits of the Nintendo. I would love to do like a Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so we're going to dive deep into the episode. Let's get it rolling, man. Let's go. What's up, brother? Yo, yo, yo. What's yeah. up, man? You got like this serious persona to you today right now. I just I just got in the the mode, the yeah. zone, you know? Uh, Sun's out, guns out? Yeah, man. Hey, hey, it's <laughs> summer, baby. It's summer. <laughs> oh, the flex. I know you're just like waiting until like, hey, as soon as he hits record, I'm just going to flex on you. Yeah, I just got to flex, flex on, on everybody out hey, there. Do it. <laughs> no, nah, man. Um, but today... The reason why I'm in the zone is because we're talking about what are we the talking one, about? the only, WWF. There you go. And WWE. And what's the difference? WWE versus WWF. Is there a difference? Let's, oh, oh we're about to get into it right now. That's my little promo. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if you if you could tell. Was, was that a promo? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I got to work on it. And then that's the thing. What would you grade that promo uh, more towards the WWF side <laughs> or more towards the WWE that side? That was definitely WWE. Oh. <laughs> that was definitely WWE. Gotcha. You know, I wasn't I wasn't talking trash on nobody. Oh, I wasn't, okay. you know, I was they don't no, talk trash on anybody. Not, What's going? Okay, dude. Okay, we, I've been wanting to have the conversation with you for a long time. What is happening? Obviously, growing up in the 80s and 90s, anybody under the sun knew what WWF was. Oh. Okay? Dude, it was on pay-per-view television. Do you remember spending $60 I mean, you still to watch WrestleMania? now, but it's, it's a lot different. It like, yeah. Pay-per-view? <laughs> Monthly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, dude. Wrestling has always been a huge staple uh, for, for me in my childhood growing up. Oh, definitely. Huge, right? Yeah. Um, I came in a little later in the game, but still, yeah. You know, um, the 90s marked, like, wrestling for me. That's when I was introduced to wrestling was in the 90s. Raw. What? Raw is war. WWF. So was it Raw? What, what like... Um what took your breath away when you were like, holy shit, what persona, what wrestler, what what little mixture, what beef? Yeah, um, so for me, the persona that the end-all, be-all, um, The Rock, dude, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, his, his character in the 90s was just like talking trash, taking names, know your role, shut your mouth. Like yeah. he was so just, bad. he was whipping everybody's ass. Lay your candy ass, smack down, like, it, it doesn't matter. 
he had the promos. He had the 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 intensity. He had the connection with the fans. Like yeah. he had it all, dude. And the electrifying, and most he, electrifying big man. Beefcake, yeah. And and see, that's the catchphrase: the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment. Dude. Like he just like even doing that right now. I got a little goosebumps because I could feel it. Like he, feel it. He, he, like his electricity just went through my body yeah. and just and see. That's something that he had that you could connect with as mm-hmm. a fan. Just sit through a television. Yeah. Like, you're not even in the arena. I mean, as a kid, though, we we always had that same energy in the living room. Like, we were in, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We had our, we had our, we had our little signs. Yes, yeah. as a kid, you were there. Yeah. You were there as a kid. But even as an adult, even now, mm-hmm. you know, so, someone like that gets on TV and you're instantly transported there. If yeah. they have that kind of energy and see that to me, that's one of the things that's missing with WWE now versus what WWE had back then or WWF is there's a huge difference in that energy. energy yeah. That electrifying personality. Not a lot of wrestlers have that right now. I, dude, you actually, rec- I, I, I stepped away from wrestling for many years. Yeah. And you, uh, we had started working <laughs> together all those years back. Oh. And I don't know, you had said something or I had said something, and, and basically your antenna, your ears perked up, and you are like, wrestling? And you just went off. Like, you were just like, and you were telling me all this stuff, and it was when, I think it was when Roman Reigns was just making, like, a name for himself, and you were like, oh, I like this guy named Roman Reigns, and he's got yeah. Seth Rollins and this, and I was just like, uh. Oh. And you were, telling me, you were telling me, like, the newer state of heels and the newer state of, like, all these different personalities and CM Punk. I think that was when he was leaving and stuff like that. And he was sick, too, dude. He was one of the last personalities that was, like, he was almost like a stone cold like just taking shit to a the rebel. boss. A yeah, rebel. just a rebel. Not giving a shit. And that was big in the 90s in WWF is you had that rebel. You had Stone Cold who was going away from the company and rebelling and telling his boss straight up, "F you." You know, mm-hmm. nobody else was doing that. Even The Rock, he he was he was a corporate uh, superstar so yeah. he was part of corporate. Yeah. But then you had Stone Cold who was just giving the F you to The Rock and yeah. it was just it was great. Those two personalities clashing. Mm-hmm. They had like three WrestleManias together, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> like good. that, that is a feud for all time. Yeah. And that's one of the things that you don't get now is these like epic feuds. These two gigantic mega stars that come to clash at a head. Oh, they really did that with Brock Lesnar. They really tried. Yeah. Over yeah. The years. And, and see, but there's nobody I feel on the same level as Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar is one of the last main like beefcakes. Yeah. Like not taking shit. He's going to go in there. He's going to suplex you. He's going to whoop your ass, hit you in the mouth and he's going to get out with his WWE championship. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a threat, you know? And I like that because he sells. Right. And he's not going to do a lot of talking hit his personality. He doesn't need to cut promos. You know what I think that was, I don't know if this was all like planned, but what was really interesting with somebody like Brock Lesnar um, to get you watching that wrestling match was like, this is a, this is the dude who grew up, right? He like broke records. He's like yeah. a legit wrestler. He's a wrestler. Um, was he Olympian? Yeah. Yeah. He? he, he, I think, I don't know if he has any medals, but he was like, 
he was like right there with Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle actually has a mes- yeah, he's an medals. Olympian. He's an Olympian, Olympic gold medalist. Um, but when hit with him, him and his career where he actually left the WWE, WWF and went to the UFC. No, oh, dude. And so, you know, er, this whole stigma, what they call real fighting. Yeah. This whole yeah. stigma of wrestling and not being real and stuff like that. You have this guy step into, you know, it's still a very physical sport. Oh, yeah. But when you have somebody like from just somebody's like, oh, shit, that dude left that and went to this. Like, oh, now he's like fighting, fighting. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he went in there and he, you know, did what he did for his career. And then him coming back yeah, into wrestling was really interesting. And the WrestleMania that we went to, oh. he was he, he was wrestling Seth Rollins. That was a dude. That match. Do you remember that match? I was drunk, but oh, it don't matter. But you, I'm sure you remember it, though. Yeah, you remember oh, I remember the Seth stage. Rollins at the end swinging the belt above his head. Oh. <laughs> I remember the stage looked like a quarter, dude, because we were in that that San Francisco uh, uh, yeah. Levi Stadium, and we were so high up, so dude. far back. The, the stage was just like this speck. On it was the really ground. small, yeah. yeah, but it was amazing, dude. dude, dude. But being in that atmosphere. The atmosphere of the crowd was one of the best things I've ever felt. It was um, honestly, there was like this, you know, I, you know, a lot of people out there, you know, you might not believe in like uh, vibes and energy and energy. Yeah. But you go into a fucking wrestling arena dude. and tell me you don't feel the energy. Yeah. You, you can feel, feel it. it, dude. And it's almost like a not meditation, it, but it's almost like cleansing. Yeah. It's like this all of this really strong energy like coming through you and then when you leave you're on such a high. Yeah. You're on such a high when you're walking out of that. I remember just arena. walking in and you're walking in with all those people who are there for the same purpose and the same reason and share the same passion yes. that you do yeah. and you're walking in and you're looking around and everybody's dressed up and they have their title belts and their Sick, the stone cold Steve Austin t-shirt Hulkamania yeah. the rock I remember telling you I was like dude I want to buy a rock t-shirt I was like but they're not selling any yeah. rock merchandise and yeah. I was really sad and I was like yeah I was like he's probably not going to show up because they're not selling any merchandise and what happened that night? What happened that night? The Rock showed up. Dude. That moment. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you want to tell people this, but we both we both teared up. Yeah. I got that video still. No. We're going to have to drop it so, <laughs> so everybody can see sometime. Uh-uh. But, dude, yeah. We both shared, like, an experience. And, yeah. and that's what I'm talking about is well, that energy. For you, it was The Rock. For yeah. me, it was Shawn Michaels. Oh, dude. Shawn Michaels is always clean. my favorite. Shawn Michaels was the energy for me yeah. growing up in the 90s. You talk about that that he steps into the ring and then he does his flex. He owns it, right? Dude, he just owns it. <laughs> just flexing, right? Dude, he owns it. The the heartbreak kid. Um, I remember when he came down from the rafters. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Oh. He, he had a persona. He had an energy. And that's the main thing about wrestlers back then is it seems like the really good ones, because there was a lot of trash ones in between, but the really good ones, they would embrace this persona and they would literally put on a show. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't Definitely. so much about like the artistry of the wrestling and how smooth the wrestling moves were or how smooth the match went. Because they were literally punching each other in the face, kicking each other with boots, and it wasn't these big extravagant uh, moves, but
but it was the the persona, the story. And I always love wrestling too. A really, I mean, every good wrestling match has this um, this tug of war. Yeah, this the back push and, forth. and pull, the back and the mm-hmm. forth, leaving you um, as an audience member, as somebody kind of watching like this backyard or like this street brawl, right? Where, and where at any moment you feel like, yeah, like either one of them could either win. One. You yeah. can't tell, like, oh yeah, obviously this person's doing this, this, and this, and he's gonna win. Yeah, what's there's a lot of good wrestling matches where people some people come in and just wipe house they clean yeah, house right I've, they, I've seen them yeah they're they're really good like brock lesnar is one of them he can just come in wipe house and win the match and you're like well shit yeah, yeah. it makes sense right? yeah <laughs> dude's literally like a mini incredible hulk but yeah exactly yeah. dude yeah. yeah um but see that's one of the things is i i feel like if if you're a good wrestler and you want to be a good wrestler especially now in the wwe you have to capture that that magic as i call it you have to put on that show and realize that you're spending so much time worrying about how clean the moves are or uh how precise it is or getting everything right you're spending too much time doing that Mm -hmm. whereas you should spend more time taking in the energy that the audience is giving you and then giving it back because they're on they're on the edge of their seat with every word that you're saying Mm -hmm. so make those words count yeah you know what I mean? Mm. And and that's the thing that I feel like maybe a lot of wrestlers don't realize nowadays is there's so much said in nothing being said. Yes. The Rock would literally stop when he would be like, in the millions. And he would wait until and everybody. Millions. <laughs> exactly. Until everybody would respond. Yeah. And millions. Love it. And see, you have that connection with the crowd. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's something extremely different. I think the last person, because um, it's still been a couple of years since I got back into wrestling. Okay. Uh, basically, when the, the WWE Network came out. That was that was a cool time. That was great. That was, yeah. I think that was great because not only is, you, not only are you keeping up uh, with all the new, uh, every month they got a new, like, pay-per-view, right? Mm-hmm. They got a new pay-per-view. And, but not only that is they had all those sideshows, the... Yo, Roddy Rod Piper, bless yeah. his heart. Uh, that that dude, um, what was it? Reality TV show. That was fun, dude. I actually watched that. That was fun on the WWE Network. But the nostalgia of going back and watching literally everything, yeah, was just like, oh my god, this you is can, better than Netflix. You can literally go back and watch, watch. Andre the Giant and yeah. Hulk Hogan and him body slam Andre the Giant and great. witness all the great moments throughout WWF and WWE yeah. history. And so that was a that was like. That was a big really time. yeah. That was big time on their part that they did that finally, but it also changed. I think the last person around that time was Daniel Bryan Ooh. to actually get like this rise out of like to make the audience part of the match. Yeah, with the with, and it was so simple. You talk about all these personas of the past, mm-hmm. and then this was just like a really simple persona. It was yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, right? yes. Yes. One word, one word, yes. and that's it. Everybody ate it up. And when I first seen Daniel Bryan, I remember you were like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. And I was just like, this is lame, dude. <laughs> this guy's walking around, yes, yes. But Too it, positive. <laughs> but it took me a couple months, and you started saying you didn't like him, and I started liking yeah. him. <laughs> right? And I was just like, yo, yes. And you're like, no, 
no. And then that's when that's when he came up with his alternate personality, and it was basically just the change of the words. No. No. And then he just he was negative about everything, and everything was no. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> and it was just so simple. It's so simple, but it's fun. And exactly. it's and, it, and it's engaging. It's interactive. Because the audience can do it. Yes. It's not so... Uh, audience has a say. Yeah. It's not so extravagant and so uh, tedious mm-hmm. that the audience can just literally say one word and they're a part of the, the match. They're a part of the match. I love that. Um, but you also... That was around the same time um, I started watching uh, shit in... A- NXT. NXT. Yeah, NXT. And holy moly guacamole. I said that wrong. No, I think you got oh, it right. That? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cr- you talk about. You want to watch cringe? Oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah. cringe. Yeah, the there beginning? is a wrestler Oof. whose complete persona is taking selfies. <laughs> That's the moment I was just like, okay, Eddie, you got me too far down this rabbit hole of wrestling, and this dude's literally taking selfies as his entire wrestling persona. Yeah, he had like a selfie stick it's and everything. And he would just, it's a yeah. stretch, dude. Yeah, and now I see why that that exists, though, mm. right? Because you have a lot of really small underdogs you could root for, a lot of really weird, quirky personas. It's fun, yeah. Right? If maybe maybe people love selfies. If you love and I, you see that that's a change of generation, right? Yeah. That new generation selfies is obviously now part of our culture. It's a thing. It's a, yeah. it's, a, it's part of the culture, and obviously you're gonna uh, this company like this is gonna try different things, and it's gonna try to obviously keep pulling people into wrestling, mm-hmm. right? Because selfies and wrestling really, I don't think, core. They late. don't like go together. But you had some really amazing stars come out of NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Be- Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, a lot of them. Yeah. Well, you know, I yeah. think pretty much everybody. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Daniel Bryan, I believe, was coming out of NXT, and so that was when NXT was small and up and coming, mm-hmm. and they produced all these really good stars who came to. Raw and SmackDown and WWE and then grew to become what I mean champions now. You know, Becky Lynch, the man, is What is up with that persona? And that's that's her way of saying, you know, like Vince McMahon, he was the man. You know, you had you had um well, Stone Cold. Yeah, and you had Stephanie and so so it was her take on like the Stone Cold uh persona. Of fighting is back that what against, it is? yeah. So and they had that kind of thing where Vince McMahon would come out and he say, "You think you're the man? No, I'm the man." Got you. Yeah. Okay. And so it was like that that back and forth between like, oh, you know, I'm gonna fight against the corporate uh, uh, of the ladder of what is said to be like who's the man in the uh-huh. in the rung, and so that was her. I think I think that would have worked better for uh, back in the day with Stephanie. Oh yeah, when she that became would've... in power. I'm yeah. the man over, you know, yeah. over her dad and stuff. That would have been fun. Um, or even her her brother, Shane. Yeah, Shane. Yeah, yeah. I always like that internal struggle. Shane Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I always I always like that McMahon um, power. It that was McMahon. cool, right? Well, I like how I love how Hunter Hearst Helmsley, yeah. like weaseled his way. He just stepped into the role, and see, that's the thing. He embraced it. Yeah, he embraced that, like. He's literally actually married to Stephanie in real life. Yeah. And so everybody's like, oh, well, he probably has special treatment. And he's probably, you know, being groomed. And he's like, 
okay, well, like, I let's, am. let's embrace that role. Yeah. I am being groomed to be the head of the company. And I have power over you. Yeah. And, and, now, and I will <laughs> fucking pedigree your ass. Exactly. And I'm going to use my power to get what I want yeah. and put in place new champions. And that was the whole run with Daniel Bryan where they were like, dude, you're a B-plus player. And like, he really is. You're nothing. He's a very uh, under underdog, very yeah. basic underdog. You're not a beefcake. You're not seven, six foot tall. You're you not, don't belong here. Yeah. Yeah. You literally only have one word catchphrase. Like you're not entertaining. You know. You. I. I remember. I remember you had said something up along those lines of one thing that you do love about the WWE. Don't quote me on this, but basically one thing that you love about the newer generation of wrestling is normal people like that can get into the ring. Yeah. It, instead it, of beefcakes. It kind of opened it up for the everyday person, which is in some cases bad, but in some cases now you don't necessarily have to be a beefcake or a someone, bodybuilder. Uh, a bodybuilder, someone who's pumping steroids and shooting up and, you know, trying to be really muscular too entertain fans and be a part of something so epic as wwf and wwe now you and me could get in the ring with some training and as long as we have a personality and you know a persona and we have something to offer the fans it doesn't matter so much about what we look like which is really cool in a way but then that's part of what might be wrong with wwe is now it's open to everyone every tom dick and harry can be a wrestler now yeah you know, there's so a couple, it loses the magic. There's a couple things that uh, recently has. Have you seen the darker side of the ring? No. It's like a, 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 I don't know if it's a documentary on. It's on the internet. It sounds familiar. It's on YouTube, the yeah. dark side of the ring. Yeah. And I think it goes into a lot of more of the mental state. Okay. Of some of the old school wrestlers. Oh, dude, I mean, they were like, getting messed up. Like obviously, dude, one of icon razor ramon right dude just for example the drug use drugs alcohol is hardcore and back in the day like when these dudes were obviously had like the craziest lifestyle because they were obviously on steroids yeah they were touring right the nation 24 7 basically Mm -hmm. you're in another city every day pretty much right getting on on planes or multiple times a week driving partying bro (laughs) drug use out the wazoo you got the drugs all around you dude Mm -hmm. right fame women everything that was rick flair everything that was rick flair's persona got that rick flair drip yeah everything that was him that was probably a reality at the time you know oh yeah dude and so yeah hardcore i think to deal with what was going on in, in your life like you said the the fame the personality you'd almost have to be on drugs and you know, well, it's na- it's it's now that especially uh, with like the WWE has like the Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. And you see these guys come out, and you can what what hits me is you see what they did to their body oh, yeah. for your entertainment, dude. Yeah, and you can see what some of these guys went through. I mean, you can look at uh, um, in that uh, I forgot what it was called, but on the WWE Network, that reality show. When all the Hall of Famers came together to oh, live in the yeah. house yeah, yeah, yeah. with um, Roddy Rod Piper, 
dude, the dude's like shaking. Like he's, and he tell and, and I, there was a lot of, there was a couple scenes when it was, he was talking about how he got clean and he got sober okay. after so many years and all yeah. this stuff. And you can see the years of not only weight training, the drug use, the steroids, the unhealthy lifestyle to see what it did to their body now that they're old. And a lot of these guys die young, younger than normal yeah. people. And what they do to their body is obviously the drugs and stuff I keep saying, but just the wrestling in and itself and the, the, the context of wrestling is fake, dude. These dudes are literally putting their bodies and their lives, right? Everyone's got a family mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And everyone wants to be a grandfather and stuff like that. These dudes are almost, some of them are physically incapable or dead at this point. Yeah. Because of the extreme that they went to. And WWF is only one facet, right? We could talk about ECW. Ooh, we could talk about dude. McFoley. Yeah. The, the, what he did I'm for the entertainment that dude of people. Can still walk right now, do you? Yeah. Like. It's he, nuts. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people who went very hardcore, that that and that's what I was trying to touch on earlier is to to even deal with probably the pain that they were going through. You would almost have to be on drugs because that's the only thing that's going to make you feel like I can get up and go do this again tonight. Yep, opioids for sure. Yeah, like prescription pills because I just literally got smacked in the head with, out of alignment. <laughs> with steel chairs, razor wired my back, cut open, stitched up, and I'm back again tonight. And so no, that's yeah. why you started to see some of the stuff that they would use, like steel chairs or trash cans would get a little thinner, thinner. and yeah. they would get a little less practical. And nowadays they don't even really use that stuff no pretty way. much at all. Yeah, that, I mean, you'll see ladder matches which are probably the closest. There's only one ladder match that matters. W- what ladder match would that be? What do you mean? The only ladder match. <laughs> Dudley the Boys? One, the only ladder. Uh, so are you talking about the Dudley Boys, uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy, and yep. Edge and Christian? Yep. Yeah, dude. That guys. ladder match. Do, what, do you remember what that was? When that was? <sighs> do you remember the event? The actually, uh, it was a WrestleMania, no? I, I want to say it was. It could have been because uh, I don't think it was a TLC, uh, like a TLC pay per view. Because eventually they had TLC pay per views. Uh-huh. It might have been a Survivor Series. Was it? Yeah. Sounds about right. It might have been. Yeah. yeah. And that's when those pay per views were like. It was the first epic. of its kind, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, that uh, well, so the triple the threat f- ladder match. Yeah, the triple threat because the first ever ladder match was Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Oh my God! And that yes, was like that's a good one. Epic, dude. They dragged yeah. ass there at the end. Yeah, they yeah, were, yeah. It went on for a long time, I think. I remember. Yeah. Razor Ramon, dude. The but bad guy. There's a, there's, yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love and Razor. There was really good parts in that in that uh, that whole match. But, yeah, like you said, towards the end, it kind of drags on. But I think they were just exhausted, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy that, that these dudes, that they're legit athletes, man. To be able to to go. do that, you go out there and do that, buddy, and you tell me that your body doesn't hurt. <laughs> You'll die in the first like ten minutes, yeah, dude. dude. Like most five people, minutes. Most people can't even do a fifteen minute workout, let alone you think you're going to be getting thrown off the top rope, bouncing back and forth between ropes, three hundred pound elbow on your neck, dude. Get yeah. out of here, dude. And so that's the thing is like when people tell me they're like, you know, that's fake, right? Or like, oh, you still watch that? Because even as an adult, I'm like, I still watch it. Oh, today. you're still set, stupid. Yeah, Come I'm on, like, man. I'm like, I, I almost have to just take a breath, and I'm just like, 
whatever, dude. Exactly, because to argue my point is you're falling on deaf ears. Yeah, they don't, there you go. They obviously don't watch it anymore, and nothing that I say is going to get them back into watching it. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like if you stopped watching it when you got older, it's going to be so much harder to get back into it because the magic is gone. The, the yeah. feeling of that. And that's the thing that they're talking about is because when you're a kid, you think everything is like super real. And you're like, oh, my God, these guys are like flying off of buildings and ladders yes. and taking chair shots. And you get older and you realize, OK, well, that's where he put his hand up or that's where like he braced himself for the impact. Or yeah. you hear them say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to Irish whip you and then we're going to do our finisher and that's going to be it. Yeah. You know, you, you start to catch things as you get older. But for me, like you said earlier, the energy of being in that arena or even watching it on TV when the crowd is just, yes, yes, yes. And everybody's going crazy and the roof is blowing off the stadium at WrestleMania and the Undertaker comes out and that gong hits like you can't help. Yeah. But, and the rock enters and he's like, no, your role, shut your mouth. And he's just rock bottoming people like yeah. <laughs> you can't help it, dude. It, I, I think that there's I think that the definitely the like when it comes to wrestling promos, eighties and nineties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The attitude era, which I think was I think the the climax. Yeah. The attitude era was the climax. Um, but in the eighties, dude, especially with like cocaine, like and those dudes they were like just like Macho Man super hyped up. Macho Man? Yeah. Dude, his promos they're so you're talking about that energy, the promos. Yeah, Macho Man, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I got you for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like he was on another level, dude. Yeah, dude. And even Hulk Hogan, like, Ultimate Warrior, man. That was the thing that I would see a lot, and each one of them, they would literally grab the mic from the dude who was interviewing, and they would start talking to the camera. Yeah, and they would just like get in the camera, which you're breaking the third wall, you know? And, and, and it makes the audience who's viewing that just feel like they're there with you because you're literally talking to them. It's amazing. It's just, it's something else, dude. And I don't, I don't see a lot of people do that. The nineties got super risque too. They oh, got dude, dude. Remember, um, I was literally watching Matt. Oh no, no, no. Uh, Lita and edge having like a, sexual encounter in the middle of the ring and was i was he, like i was like i can't believe that this was on during was like, that was that the one when lita was in the bed yeah and, they, and she and, literally and took her bra off and, and they threw it out yeah, yeah i was they, like dude what about uh may young was it was her name <laughs> may, young. may young gave birth to to a hand that was when i was just like yo what are these dudes on sexual chocolate sexual mark, mark henry mark henry dude sexual chocolate <laughs> Dude, I love that Some shit. Remember epic stuff. Val Venus, dude. Oh, dude, Val Venus. Yeah. yeah. It, his literal gimmick was just him waving around his penis in dude, a towel. Dude, he was getting like... blowjobs on his on his intro video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. How did his <laughs> intro go? Yeah, it was oh, something. hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and he would switch the hips, and I think that's where you got, um, uh, what's that dude who does kind of the same thing? Uh, he's a really good wrestler, too. I've, I've Modern blinked on his name, yeah. Um, I don't know, he's like the longer hair and he always does the super kick, just like Shawn Michaels and uh, Bleach Blonde. I, I know who you're talking about. What, what, do you, what do you think about what do you think about moves though? Because I know that <sighs> now wrestling is well, they're all getting recycled, That's obviously, the they're getting recycled, and so you're having what only what one person would do, right? On uh, at least on that network, one yeah. person would do something, 
and like Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> Yo, bye, <laughs> bye. Dude, the DDT, amazing. Um, yeah. Who did the kick? I, for, I forgot his name. Bye. From WCW. What kick? What did, uh, like a big boot? No, where the head's right here. And he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fame Master. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, 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 not Billy Gunn. Okay, I, I thought that's who you're talking about. No, no, yeah, no, no, Billy no. Gunn did the Fame Master. No, no, no. Um, oh, Booker T. Booker T. Booker T. Booker T scissor kick. Do you remember the Booker scissor T. Kick. Booker T. and Goldust fight in Seven <laughs> Eleven? Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I love that shit. Coming to a town near you. I loved it. Yeah, dude. Um, and so, so that was some of the epic stuff is they didn't always have to be in the ring. And Yeah. There was one, I think it was Stone Cold and Kurt Angle. I want to say it was like in a convenience store or like a, like a, sh- not a shopping mall, but it was like a, yeah, it was like a grocery store and they're uh. literally throwing bananas and fruits at each other <laughs> and they're banging each other into like the produce stands yeah. and it's just crazy. The backstage ones, too, always had me like, oh, shit. That's what made it feel real, right? They they wrestle in the ring. You know, there's a story. But then to break up that that feeling of, okay, this is all just written, Mm -hmm. like they would just get attacked. Mm -hmm. um, Hardcore. What was that? Hardcore Holly. Crash. Yeah, Crash Holly and Hardcore Holly. Hardcore Holly. I loved him because he would just just beat the shit out of people. Yeah. um, Backstage. And the APA. APA was always coming and fucking somebody up. (laughs) Dang. Oh man, wrestling was so good. It, it, I don't know if it was just the it wrestling boomed at the time it did because there wasn't a lot, right? There wasn't a lot on TV, especially like that. And there, and then at a certain point, there was no one to challenge them because they had bought out WCW and uh, ECW, and so that's when you really had like the growing of it. Like it was becoming epic because you had the wars, WCW and Monday Night Raw Wars, and so it was like wrestling was on like everybody's television at that time. Did you know anybody that was that was for WCW over WWF? Oh, yeah. Some of my best friends, they would, they would watch both. But Of course, but, both, yes. Yeah. Um, but. but, yeah, I, I think everybody was more like Raw. Raw, because uh, there was a lot of people who would probably watch WCW. and, uh, and Dude, that's, Scott Steiner, That's British the Bulldog. thing is they had stuff Some that great WWF didn't have. Like, do you know Scott Steiner? People hated wrestling him, like, like really? legit. He would spit on people, <laughs> and he would literally hit you. Yeah, people, the wrestlers hated getting paired, getting matched up with Scott Steiner yeah. because nobody legit liked him because he took his persona out of the ring. It was real for he'll him. fucking he'll yeah. spit on you, dude. Yeah. He would spit on people, and you know what? I didn't believe that. I was reading some stuff and I didn't believe. I went when WWE Network came out and I went. And okay. I watched a bunch of that old school stuff, right? Uh, um, and he was spitting on like Booker T and shit, and I was like, I don't think you can get away with that, dude. Especially yeah. not now. Now nowadays, you yeah. can't spit on the other guy. This is your colleague, dude. As much as the story, as much as the the the, the script runs, you're spitting on someone. These dude. are your these are your Colleagues. coworkers. Coworkers. Yeah, your coworkers that you're working with. You're traveling with them. They're performing. You know? You and guys that, are... that was one of the main things is like people would actually get into real life backstage fights. Drama. Backstage drama because the other dude who they were paired with in the locker room they didn't like. Yeah. And that's nuts. And that's crazy because I'm sure that showed in the ring. Exactly. Yeah, you take it a little further. You actually punch him a little bit more, and like, and then that's when 
See, so that creates that like intensity because holy shit, now it's not so much like, oh, they're pulling punches. Now they're actually decking the dude and you're actually seeing blood and people are actually getting broken noses. And Yeah, not all the blood you see on wrestling is fake. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's well, a like lot like cutting where, themselves. I mean, yeah, there's a lot where, of course, it's supposed to be bloody, but like, yeah, people have literally gotten broken noses. And did you like that wrestler movie? Oh yeah, it was good. It what's was cool. A, what's his name? Um, dude, um, blanking. Um, uh, uh, I watched it. I watched it, and it was I, I forgot his name. Really good. Uh, I love him as an actor, though. That was good, though, because like I said, it yeah, shows I'm blanking you on his name. It shows you, and he did it on such a small level. Yeah. Right. A small, yeah. uh, a local wrestling level, and he, well, I guess he was big at one point, but in later in his career, it just shows you what it did to his body. Mm-hmm. Right. It just breaks your and body to do down, that dude. Day in and day out, night after night. Weight training, city after city, and slamming your body. It's on crazy, that ring. dude. Yeah, you're 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 not leaving a lot of room for healing. You know like what I'm it's a it's a dream, but to go through all that and have the mental fortitude and the the tenacity and and. And to have the ability to put on that show, even when your body's aching and your bones are broken and you're all bruised up and to go out there night after night and still put on a show for the fans. Yeah. It's nutty. That's some, that's some real shit right what there. Do you, you can't see fake the, that. What do you see the future of wrestling uh, being? Do you see a big resurgence? Do you see a dying down? I know, like you said, the, re- the most recent WrestleMania had no audience. It was crazy, dude. What do you do with, to what do watch you, that? Without an audience. Yeah. To, so without an audience is very, very different. And so they improvised on a lot. And I think that was like their first kind of like uh, trying to go in a different direction. I think they took it more a little more old school where you had some behind the scenes like brawls, like the Undertaker match. Um, it was in a totally different location. Really? But... It, they they all all the matches weren't at the same location. No, uh, like the Undertaker's, it, it, it was so a lot of the stuff was pre-recorded, pre-filmed. But the way they filmed his match, it was almost like a cinematic like movie. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that idea. It was it was like a whole experience, and it was so so it was like something that you never really saw before because it looked like a big production, literally like a Mortal Kombat fight. Yes, dude. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that I can say. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. But I'll have to it watch was, that. It was literally like a Mortal Kombat. Who you wrestle? Uh, it was. Oh, it was Undertaker versus AJ Styles. AJ Styles is from ECW, right? Uh, so he did a stint in TNA. He was TNA. on TNA I'm for sorry. a really long time, and Tits then and, ass. <laughs> and then he and then he came to NXT for like a little bit, and then they bumped him up to WWF or WWE. And th- but that match, dude, that match had a lot of like the old school kind of like stuff because you're no longer in a ring. There's no crowd. So you're you're having to keep everybody entertained while putting on this like show, but with no no energy. That's How do you nutty. do that? That's nutty. How do you do Hopefully that? that's not a thing that uh, continues too long because I really don't see that thriving um, and without. I've, the crowd and i've seen so there's a new company aew which is contending with wwe right now and i've seen them take it a step further as well and they're having more like 
out of out of this world matches different kind of settings and so one recently that i saw they went to an empty football stadium and there was literally like 10 dudes fighting each other up and down the steps of the football stadium and jumping off like the goalpost and smacking each other into the, and it was just really it was like pandemonium but the way they were doing it was really interesting 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 yeah i could see that could be interesting i i could see more cinematic fights right yeah. i know wwe is already making movies they, exactly they've so been they have for a long production. time so i can see that they could make it more um dramatic more mm-hmm. cinematic mm-hmm. that could be cool but just classic four corner rings wrestling hopefully that doesn't go away hopefully that stays and at the end of the day what is it is it WWF or is it WWE? Oh, dude. Uh, for me, it's always going to be WWF. Of course. For me. But I'm still an avid watcher of WWE. And You're still watching for, it today. Yeah, today. Um, so the future, of course, is WWE. They're never yeah. going to go back to WWF. So I'll always be a fan of that. But where it lies, where, where it all goes back to, and this is what it's all about, is you know wwf back to the basics yeah. you know you gotta get back to what got you there in the first place yeah you know so for me at the end of the day that's what it's all about but what about you man what it's it's wwf still today you know there you go uh i jake the snake was <laughs> the biggest uh it was that it was that when i saw jake the snake as a kid it changed the way i i saw everything because like I, I'm all like I'm I'm fascinated when I see a giant in a ring, a giant mm-hmm. beefcake. Mm-hmm. When I look at a comic book cover and I see Batman and he stands like it's two huge. or three feet above a normal man, he's just so huge. I love these huge giant uh giant beefcakes, these these personas. And when they clash, it, it it's it's entertaining. And Jake the Snake kinda broke that for me is when yeah. he can he just looked like a normal dude kinda. He was big. But yeah. he was like '80s big, you know, '70s big, and a uh, little bit of fat, a little bit of muscle. Yeah, uh, when he when he would go into the ring, doesn't matter who he's facing, they're gonna run out like a little bitch because he's mm. got his snake, Jake the Snake. So to me, that kind of drew me in as a child, child uh, before the Attitude Era, and then obviously Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels beat The Rock all day. So um, <laughs> we're gonna have a match right now yeah. just for that. Let's get a let's turn the '64 on and play yeah, some. Yeah, uh, man. We're going we gonna to fight Play for that Play some No Mercy. Oh, WCW NWO Revenge. Uh, favorite wrestling move before we uh, wrap this up. The one wrestling move from the beginning of your fandom to today that is your favorite wrestling move of all time. Um, for me, a lot of it was uh, <laughs> the Walls of Jericho. I love doing the Walls of Jericho on people. As much as I love like the rock bottom and the people's elbow, I um, love doing those. But as a kid, man, I would just always either put people in the Walls of Jericho or the ankle lock. It was go. always a submission hold. Really? Yeah. I always hated those. <laughs> I hated them. I love the Boston Crab, which is Walls of Jericho. Is yeah. Just like a. It's literally the same a thing. Derivative of it, the way yeah. he kind of hits them on the kind of the co- collarbone, right? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's still on the back, but he's got like one leg, Boston Crab, and yeah, I love the Boston arm around crab. the. So it's it's cool, man. For me, it's a power bomb. Uh, I will literally take WWE uh, and power <laughs> bomb it through the eternal time and space continuum. The earth will shatter, okay? 
do the big boot, boom, like Diesel, and just powerbomb you, baby. That's Gosh. it. Get powerbombed. Get powerbombed. <laughs> we'll see you guys next Saturday. It's been fun. Peace. Later. Ah, that was pretty fun talking about hardcore drugs and beefcakes. Dude, that was sick. I was I was about to lay the smackdown on you during the episode. <laughs> you get power bombed into eternity, player. That was a lot of fun, man. We we could talk about wrestling all day. We could drop elbow bombs, choke slam each other. Hey, you probably like it too. Oh man, if we had a ring, ooh. One day. That was a good time. And remember, guys, we do have our social medias. Follow us on all that bullshit. Yeah. So you can get powerbombed by nostalgia. Check us out. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, our Lo- podcast. Also, yeah, our podcast for sure. Yeah. Uh, we also live stream over at twitch.tv forward slash back to the basics. And remember, video version of the podcast over on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Audio version on your favorite platform. So once again, we do appreciate it. And uh, we got a lot of... Uh, episodes coming are you excited i'm i'm i am super excited dude like let's let's just <laughs> let's just do this i was a little confused there for no we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bust promos from here on out we're gonna okay. carry this over to the next episode you got it brother till next time get well, power bombed and we'll see you guys next saturday morning stay nostalgic shit i forgot our line oh yeah stay nostalgic on your and travel <laughs> <laughs> and travel to the Vietnam. I don't know. That's your line, dude. No, okay, hold on. Stay I nostalgic. Got I got you. Until next time, friends. Stay nostalgic on the eternal quest to get back. There you go. To the basics. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut it and go beep, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs>